Hardy. You're listening to the High Noon Podcast. Your host, Mason Smith. All right. Yeehaw, motherfucker. Welcome to a new episode of High Noon. I got my trusted sidekick. Motherfucking Nicholas Zapackley. And first time guest, Robert Dean, everybody. Hell yeah. Welcome, Bobby. Howdy. How's it going? You got all the fucking drops, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is like a morning zoo. Yeah. Get it, Dude, I love watching uh, for people that have never heard any of the podcast. I love when people see or hear Nick's, uh, Nick's intro music. <laughs> I've seen the clips. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fucking Spaglia. It's the best. Well, how's it going, buddy? Traffic sucked, but I'm here. It was fucking terrible. I, uh, me and Nick Corey, the producer, we both forgot shit today. Um, but yeah, I had to turn around and go back home. Do you live around here? <laughs> no, I'm, this is almost a half hour from my house. Same. It's, it's, it's a that's hike. Traffic, it's crazy because it's twelve minutes without it. But dude, yeah. wild. wild. Yes. When I when I lived I lived in Boston for eight years. He's a le- and uh, a when I when 11. I lived there, uh, yeah, I was a welder for eleven years. I don't know if you know that. You know that? Yeah, we talked about that. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, Sorry, Bobby. But, but, yeah. Uh, it's cool. Sorry, it's 20, oh, anyways, when I When I lived in uh, in Boston, I remember the, the first comedy club that I started at. It was called the Comedy Studio, and it was in Somerville. It was uh, seven miles, I believe, from my house, and it would take me an hour and 20 minutes to get there. Yeah. In, in like, 5 o'clock traffic. Insane. And then it would take me 30 to get home. Yeah. It's crazy. <clears throat> Insane. Yeah, I live north, and uh, it's fucking bananas. How, what was your ETA when you typed it in from, from up there? Uh, 42 minutes. Oof. Sorry, man. Crazy. Austin, you know what's why? I was so shocked. We literally uh, switched studios really... just on a whim. We're like, hey, let's just try it at my place. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. Well, I think I, I, oh, yeah. By the way, yeah, we got the, we got the new studio. We got the, uh, yeah, fuck yeah. I think this is cool. I like it. It's yeah. kind of weird. But I like uh, just like the uh, normally we do it uh, at a little table. Yeah, I've, I've like I said, I've seen the clips yeah. and the reels and everything. Yeah, but this is nice. These are comfortable. I like these chairs. chairs. Yeah, yeah, we got got our sign right That's there. Some good, yeah. These some good yeah. thrift store finds. Yeah, actually, I was leaving the gym one day. Oh, same difference. Through, yeah, same difference basically. But we found this. Uh, I was driving through this neighborhood, and these people were were putting the the second one on the curb when I drove by, and I stopped. I was like, "Are you getting rid of those?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Cool." And they were brand new. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I remember when I first came to this apartment, he didn't have any furniture and he had been here for like eight months. And I was like, God, this guy's so committed to comedy. He doesn't even need furniture. <laughs> yep. This is just where I sleep. Yeah. Literally. He's like, he's like, I don't need furniture. I don't need furniture. And someone donated him a bed. Yeah. Like, yeah dude. Why and, not? and this couch was free. Those were free. He didn't or, have it. There was no TV. Yeah. That's the only thing I bought spent money on. Yeah. And, you got the, and now you got the PS, uh, what are they at? Six? Yeah. Five. PS five, five. It's the PS8. You, it's you the kids PS and your you kids and your video games. Yeah. You're the one that would go <laughs> to a friend's house. I was to, the scummy kid next yeah. door that would play my buddies. Uh, PlayStation, because <laughs> then my then uh-huh. my my wife would get home and I'd be like, oh shit, I gotta go. That's how I felt like like my dad was playing like would come home and I was playing like Call of Duty Modern Warfare too. Like, oh, I'd be fuck. like, fuck, I can't kill. Uh, I remember uh, anymore. <laughs> when I I remember when I was uh when I was fifteen is when the Xbox 360 came out and uh, Xbox Live was like a huge a huge thing. Do you like video? Do you play video games? No. Yeah, I, I mean I don't have one, but I do like playing everyone else's. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's I've never been. In, I had an NES, and then I had a, a Nintendo sixty four in high school. Cause I'm oh older, yeah, because I'm oh. older than all you, dude. And, yeah, did you have you had GoldenEye? Yeah, uh, no, I played that at people's houses. Like I got an N sixty four. It was like ninety eight. I was seventeen, and uh, I had like okay. Mario, and I had I think like Killer Instinct. Okay, I think I had those two, and then. After like two months of having it, I was bored. I just have never been a video game person. Really, it's just never. I, I liked. I still like. I think Mario Kart's fun. Yeah, and I like Tetris and stuff okay. like that. But after that, dude, I just it's never been. I liked rock and roll, skateboarding, and chicks, dude. Yeah, there you go. Hell yeah. Um, did you ever get into like Guitar Hero? No, or was, was that playing, was probably a little. That was like. No, I mean, I was a play, I was playing in fucking punk and hardcore bands at that time. So it's yeah. like. 
why would you want to play that when you can just do the real thing? Right. Well, I was in, I was, I'm a drummer. I play drums and uh, I was in a metal band for a couple years, but uh, I always r- wished I could play guitar, but I like just sucked. So I just couldn't, couldn't do it. But so guitar hero for me was like, hell yeah, look at this. I get to pretend. Then you make your mom watch. You're like, look how cool this is. Dude, I fucking, I miss that shit. I legit, <laughs> I sincerely, sincerely miss Guitar Hero because I think it was really important culturally. Yeah. there's a whole bunch of kids like your age. You're not kids now, but like there's a shit ton of kids that because they got into Guitar Hero have this like basis of music. Like people knew like the sword and Metallica and all these mm-hmm. bands and shit that like didn't know that music, didn't grow up with it, and that was right. their door and made them into rock and roll, which I think is fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, Lamb of God was in one. Yeah. Uh, I think was in one of the first two or something. Yeah. It had a... Uh, w- not Walk With Me In Hell. It was... Uh, Probably like Ruin or something. It's or, that first popular one. Uh, yeah, the See Who Gives A Fuck. No, that probably wasn't on there. Oh, it's going to bother me real bad now. Oh, no, it's not Walk With Me In Hell. Oh, it's gonna. No, I know exactly. Me. I know exactly it's, what song you're talking it's about. It's also the name of the album, I think. Sacrament. No, the one before that. It was after the album with Ruin. It was the uh, second album. Uh, oh, dude, can you go? Yeah, yeah can the, you go? Something that? in ashes. Yes. As as the palaces burn. That was in the first. That was the second, first or second album. The first yeah. one is. Uh, um, Jesus, I can't. Now I'm getting fucked. Because I saw them on laid the first. to rest. That's the one. Yeah. Laid to rest. That's the one. Laid to rest. <laughs> Hell first, yeah! The first album had Black Label and yeah, Five One yeah, Two and all yeah. that. I and, saw them on that tour. And remember, Burn the Priest, which oh, was yeah. before that. Yep. Uh, Chris Adler used to be my fucking just. I learned how to do heel toe from a, a YouTube video. Dude, he was a fucking beast. Duh, man, he's not even with them anymore. Yeah, the, uh, he played for Meta- I mean, Megadeth for a minute. And yep, then, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I got to see you know another cool thing. I saw Joey Jordison yeah. with um, with Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie fucking sucks, man. Yeah, but it was cool. And he had Johnny Five from Marilyn Manson yeah, with him. He plays It was guitar. cool. It was a cool show. I like I understand like that shit that like it's cool, but like I'm of the age of White Zombie. I'm like yeah, I, I was yeah. there. And, and so uh, it's like you see Rob Zombie like this is so fucking corny. Yeah, like, a little bit. White Zombie? Yeah. White Zombie was before it That's was his band, band yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. And well. they were in uh they were in Ace No wait, was they, they No, were that was in Cannibal Airheads. Corpse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Airheads was awesome. Like the movie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were it was White Zombie was the was the band playing. That's funny. And then uh Cannibal Corpse was in Ace Ventura. Yeah. Yeah, and he like dances his way through. And Jim Carrey personally picked Cannibal Corpse to be in that oh, movie. Oh, no shit? Yeah, because he had heard him at a party and thought it was so ridiculous. And uh, he was like, I had to put him in the movie. Oh, it wasn't because he's a fan. Oh, he got he's a fan. Like, he's <laughs> since been like, I just, because he likes metal. Yeah. But like, he was like, because at the time, you got to understand, death metal was just emerging out of Florida. Right. And so uh, he did that, and he helped a lot of kids get in it. Like, those are those cultural moments that don't happen anymore. Because yeah. I was like talking, I had done an interview where we were talking about music as a whole. Like, there's never going to be a Nirvana again. There's never going to be a Beatles again. Thank God. What? Why? <laughs> Which one? I was going to say we about the box kid. <laughs> uh, Nirvana is um, my least favorite Foo Fighter album. It's the worst joke. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, I personally liked it when uh, when Dave Navarro was in Nirvana. You know. Ugh, you guys are the worst. <laughs> Did I like there was this kid like it's wild though because I was at Lostwell and this kid we were talking and he was like like how like how much older am I than you guys? I'm 35. Uh, okay, I'm 30, so I'll be 32. 28. Are you 28? Yeah, I'll be 42 and I try to explain this to people like is with as much like clarity because this kid was like Turnstile is the next Nirvana and I was like you're fucking retarded. <laughs> yeah, I was like me. Uh, we were he's what everyone likes them. They bring people together and they're really good and like chicks like them too. And I was like that's weird that you'd excluded that like regular everyone and then chicks like them too. I've never even yeah. heard of Turnstile. Turnstile's like this band. They 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 sound they're a hardcore band that like has crossed over because they've got like some Nirvana elements to them. Uh-huh. We just call them Snapcase Light because they sound like this band Snapcase from Buffalo, who yeah, was huge. I'm, they're, they're hardcore bands. Where'd you? Where are you from? I'm from the south side of Chicago. Oh, okay. Damn, we should have Matt yeah. in here for this. He knows all about like hardcore bands and music. Yeah, man, they just left. But yeah. where I was going with it is, this kid was like, "Yeah, they're, they're like Nirvana." I was like, "You don't understand what that shit was like. Yeah. Like, you got it. Like, fucking before Nir- that smells like Teen Spirit broke." 
fucking poison and warrant and shit guns was on the radio right. and guns and roses and like all that and like dudes and spandex fucking glam rock pants and mm. shit as a kid from the south side of chicago that had no bearing on me whatsoever because yeah. i like you know a dude with teased hair and my fucking dad loads trucks for a living just ain't the fucking move right but then you see like nirvana had hit and overnight everything had changed like yeah. it felt like a cultural it gets for the first, it's the only cultural moment outside of like 9/11 that like <laughs> I've been a part of because it's like immediately one day you go from like hearing sweet child of mine on the radio to like within 48 fucking hours you hear uh, smells like smells teen like spirit, teen spirit yeah. and then you're hearing Alice in Chains immediately because those albums love like, Alice in Chains Alice way in more Chains than Nirvana. Yeah, because you're a metal guy. Yeah, yeah, I love Alice. In Chains. My mom introduced me to uh, Alice in Chains. Yeah, my mom, my mom's favorite bands are Black Sabbath and Alice in Chains. Yeah, my my mom loved my mom loves Disturbed. <laughs> my mom she loves, loves my it. mom loves shout Disturbed out too. It's wild. Shout out Tina, but they she <laughs> loves Disturbed and Godsmack. It's so <laughs> funny, dude. My mom has taken me to so many. So my first concert, uh, I was in the fifth grade. She took me to see uh, Three Doors Down, Twelve Stones, and Theory of a Dead Man, and I was in fifth grade. <laughs> nice. I took my kid when. He was five. I took him to see Social Distortion. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did you, you give him some, uh, did you put like, yeah, we put the earphones yeah, on him yeah. and shit. He wasn't having it, but it was cool. <laughs> Shout out. I just wanted to do that because I got like, I had cool rock and roll parents. Yeah. Same. You know, they yeah. started letting me go. And me I too. started going to punk rock shows when I was 13 in 1994. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I always say this. My mom let me do so much shit that I should not have been allowed to do. Yeah. <laughs> like she was always, she would let, when I was 16, let me drive to Little Rock, which was like an hour away from my hometown. Mm-hmm. Just a lot. This was before that we didn't even have GPS. I don't think. Oh no! It Map was like Quest. printed. Yeah, printed. Quest. Printed. It's yeah. crazy. Too. And then she was like, "All I right, well, that, be right? careful. It's like you missed the turn. You're fucked." <laughs> yeah. Oh, bro, <laughs> you, I, I can, I can story top you on that. <laughs> yeah. Because like we were going, like I grew up in this in Chicago, and like we would go back and forth. But when I was graduated high school in 2000. This is fucking insane. When I was my graduating in high school, I was 18 or I was 19 because I was older than everybody. So I was 19 in 2000. I graduated. I was about to graduate. We were like, holy shit, strapping young lads playing in Winnipeg, Canada. We fucking drove from Chicago to Winnipeg, Canada. No map quest. This is the year 2000. So there is. Right. You had to. We didn't even have MapQuest. We had a, a fucking map. You had a map. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we had to drive. We drove all the way to Winnipeg, Canada. Got to the border. It was two cars of us. It was six people. The first the first car got turned around because one of the guys had a felony, so they had to turn around <laughs> because Strapping Young oh, Lad had yeah. never played a show in America yet. And we drove in, went to Winnipeg, fucking uh, watch them play. We didn't know what to do shit because you didn't have Yelp or anything. Uh-huh. We get there and we like. <laughs> met them and they're like you guys have accents and we're like yeah we're from chicago they're like what the fuck you just drove from chicago like 17 hours to see us Hell yeah! and uh they were like they were super cool and all the people at the venue all these people we met we were kids right. and they were like holy shit we're like where do we go eat and we jumped in the car with these fucking canadian kids and they took us to a restaurant and they were like uh they were like, oh, we're closing. Like, they're from Chicago. They need to eat. And they were like, holy shit, you guys are from Chicago. Get in here. <laughs> yeah. They closed the fucking oh, restaurant. Get in here, eh? Yeah. Like, I, we met a kid at the gas station. He goes, Chicago, eh? There's a lot of death there, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like super racist there, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Don't you know? And we, they, everybody Michigan, was really fucking nice to us. And then yeah. we drove back and like, I literally got out of the car, took a shower and went to my high school graduation. Fuck yeah. <laughs> nice. Dude, hell yeah. Uh, I was actually, that reminds me too. Uh, when I was uh, a senior in high school, uh, I, another thing my mom should not have let me do. I was friends with this older guy cause our bands played together and he was, uh, his band was opening for Devil Driver in this place in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it was like a Tuesday, and I was living with my cousin. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go do this. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. I was like, all right, cool. And I uh, went there, and I just remember uh, I uh, roadied for him and, like, drum teched. Yeah. And uh, then we got to be in for free. And Des Fafara uh, let me scream into the microphone. I was right there on the front stage, and I had bruises on my knees from, from blowjobs st- yeah from sucking des Fafara's cock nice yeah. yeah it was really cool <laughs> did you guys not have to have passports to get into canada when no you- dude you just had to have a driver's license okay i'm not allowed in canada yeah are you a felon uh i have uh dwis from uh, back in the day same yeah. 
So I, I'm pretty sure that means you're not allowed. I think I don't think they have to do you like in. paperwork. It's like ten grand. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just never going to go to Kent. I'm also not allowed in Birmingham, Alabama. Nice. Warrants. You, yeah. Well, yeah. You have a warrant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can go, but you just got to be real careful. Yeah. Roll the dice. Uh, but yeah, that was. You know what's annoying about that? Have I ever talked about this? You talked. Well, I have talked about it briefly. Uh, well, I, I got arrested uh, on acid in Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, we can just, 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 never went, just never went to court because, <laughs> like, I had I like moved back to Massachusetts and I was like, I they like, yep, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, what the fuck was that? They, they made me, uh, they so I called the court and she goes, yeah, if you write a letter, that's that's how you can, you know, get out. So I paid a smart friend to write a, a nice letter, uh, that looked very professional and and you know, uh, what's the word when you're talk good. Educated. Eloquent. Medical? Eloquent? Uh, eloquent? That's a good one. Yeah. Eloquent. And, uh, <laughs> called, oh, they're so dumb. And uh, still, they didn't care. I have a warrant. Damn. Yeah. I bet no. I, I actually write about going to Birmingham in that book. Oh, yeah? yeah. Is, it, is it a fun Oh, you, speak of the devil. Oh, yeah. That's why, we, that's, that's why we have our guest of honor here today. No, like, I, it wasn't like a weird segue, like pay attention to the book. I just... I've been to Birmingham, what, uh, Alabama. Is it a, is it a, you want to tell the story? Yeah, segue. <laughs> that's, that's how we segue. No, uh, I'm a diehard Hank Williams fan. I have Hank oh. Williams tattooed on my wrist. Oh, that's right. great. Dude. And I, so Who I had, that? what's up? Who is that? Hank Williams is the oh greatest country God. singer Don't, of all time. What? Hank Williams also sang the Christmas song, right? Do you like Hank no. 3? No. Andy Williams? Is that Andy That's Will? Andy Williams. Uh, do, do you like Hank 3? Yeah, I like Hank 3. Isn't, I, it, isn't this? I just think it's so cool. He was the bass player for Super Joint Ritual. Yeah. With Phil Anselmo from Pantera. Oh, okay. Yeah, I met him before. Yeah? Is he, yeah he seems like a cool dude. He was whacked out of his fucking Oh, mind. I bet he was. He's, he's a fucking... I love Hank 3. Yeah. I like Hank Jr. and Hank... Hank Jr., uh, like, I like the hits. Yeah. You know, who doesn't like Country right. Boy can survive and all yeah. that shit. But once he got, like, weird and fucking conspiratorial right wing, it's the like he lost there. The red, white, there. and blue. The uh, yeah. pink slip blues he's got. Yeah, he's he's off in that world now. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's like weird. It's real hard to stomach. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. But, yeah, I'm a diehard. I can tell you the story from the yeah. book. Let's see. Yeah. Um, I was, I used to live in New Orleans before I lived in Austin. Love and Nola. so, uh... I would basically I had a set schedule where I would work a couple of days and then I had three days off. So I knew if I wanted to go anywhere, do anything, I could just split town as soon as I got off. Because on a Monday I work open to close and usually Mondays were slow. So I knew I'd be getting out of there at like midnight. So I just bail and go to stuff. I just got out of like a super gnarly um, relationship with this chick who I ironically I'm really good friends with these days. And uh, because she lives here in town. And um, but I was. I had a suicide girl up in uh, Atlanta, and I was like... What's a suicide girl? Suicide girls for you guys that are the youth uh, back in like the early to mid-2000s. They were like the modern-day pinup. Yeah, they were like pinup style girls, all girls with tattoos. Like, oh, like you know, goth chicks. Yes, yeah, I mean, she goth, goth punk, punk rock, rock chicks. Or, really okay. pretty girls covered in tattoos. Basically, okay. Austin girls. Okay. But this was before Austin, you know, or... Same same deal, whatever. They were Suicide Girls was a site that they went on. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and it was like, like a site. Oh, so it was like a magazine. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a magazine. It was like a website, and then they branched out into doing books and all kinds of shit. Okay. And so it's like, like I said, think of like a super pretty girl that was like alternative gotcha. at the time before it was normalized. Okay. They're part of the reason that that was normalized. Okay. And so I had a suicide girl in Atlanta on on hold, and so I would go to Atlanta anytime I needed to get out of uh, Dodge. I was going through a super gnarly fucking breakup. And so I went to go see her and um, I was like, fuck this. Since Hank Williams was my favorite singer, I was like, we're going to, I'm going to take the long way and I'm going to go through Alabama. Cause you basically would just go through a little bit through Mississippi and then shoot up through Alabama to get to Atlanta. Gotcha. Yeah. And you go through Birmingham and cool. Town I went to, too. Yeah. It was fun. And like, I got there, I left in the middle of the night. I got to fucking Birmingham at like four in the morning and by the time I got there, Hank Williams is like the greatest country singer of all time. Like every country singer, Americana to fucking the, the whack shit that they play on the radio, all of it, everybody cites him. He was touring with uh, um, Johnny Cash and Elvis and shit back then, too. No, they wasn't. Wasn't he before? Oh, yeah, it was way before. Yeah, Did they he, was on he, the, he died in 59. But, but he was on like that the same record label that found Johnny Cash, no. right? Uh-uh. No? Uh-uh. No, okay. that's Sun Records. Oh, okay. So, Sorry. <laughs> 
Hank, uh, Hank died. So he died at 29 in the back of a Cadillac. Uh, and he was sex, drugs, and rock and roll. The entire wow. fucking blueprint for what we think is cool. He created yeah. all that shit. Fuck yeah. Wine, women, and songs, shooting dice, fucking whores, drinking, showing up drunk, shit-faced drunk. So he died at 29 in the back of a Cadillac. That's why I like the him. man. And so he's like revered in country music and he's from Birmingham. And so his grave is this big, it's in this thing. It's, I can't remember the name of the cemetery, but it's 24 hours. You can go there. It's lit up and there's like his statue, his like two statues for him and his wife and like a bench and shit. And I fucking got there like four o'clock in the morning, had a bottle of Jameson and just started drinking Jameson with my windows open, listening to his music nice. alone in the graveyard. And then I fucking drove up to Atlanta, partied my balls off for like two days and fucking just had made, Poor choices, going to the Claremont Lounge and just doing terrible shit, and then came back in the daytime. Went he had a song called "The Lost Highway," which there was like this stretch of road in Birmingham or yeah, rural Alabama. I drove down that shit, went to his boyhood home in Georgiana, Alabama, and like walked where he was born and grew up and all this shit. Met these old ladies who like saw something and they gave me i have a program from his funeral in 1959 at my house wow that's cool and uh and like all it has all these pictures of the people that were there and shit yeah and i came back in a, uh, birmingham and i went to the museum and i did all that shit and i went and saw like the statue basically did every tourist thing around him possible right. and then like five years later i did the liner notes for an official hank williams tribute record from the estate for it Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was rad, dude. Can I see the Hank Williams tattoo? So he's like, it's like a zombie. Yeah, it was a so of an artist. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, an artist that uh, like 10, 15 years ago, my aunt commissioned somebody for a birthday present. Um, her niece's husband is, a, is a, a brilliant artist, and he made me this huge Hank Williams poster, and it's fucking awesome. It's like, it's super gnarly and like chicks with their fucking tits hanging out and like black over their eyes and like him sitting up with his feet smoking a cigarette and like this picture is the uh, center of it and so I, I had that poster that was custom made for me made into the tattoo and then on that one I've had Grail and Poe and you've got Cowboys from Hell I do I have that I have that on my shin nice yeah my pants are too tight or I'd show you. It's yeah, I got me and my best friend. We grew up listening to Pantera. I so. love Pantera, dude. Yeah, I saw him six times. Fuck yeah, that's with, pretty cool. Got, like real Pantera, yeah. with dime bag. Six times, sick, dude. I was just talking about this the other day. Uh, I was in eighth grade when Dime Bag got shot, and he was with Damage Plan, you know. Yeah. And uh, I remember I came into it was that morning, and my my uh, my football coach was also my history teacher. And he knew we always talked about metal and he loved Iron Maiden and we would all just talk about like metal music. And he's like, yeah, man, Don Bad got shot. I was like, fuck. Yeah. I was in eighth grade. I was 23. Yeah. I had wow. a, I had heard a couple Terrible. Pantera songs, uh, but it wasn't until probably maybe about seven years ago, me and my cousin, because um, we like, like we were into like, um, like after the burial, precious Hero, like some of that stuff, because it was, that was our generation's like kind of good metal that was out there in that scene but it was uh i remember one time we dropped out we took like three tabs of acid and listened to pan uh and once we started peeking we put on cowboys from hell and saw a whole yeah. album all the way through that was a roller coaster and it was amazing Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, it was sick dude it's all, i was like oh i'm like ever since then i'm like oh, I'm, I, I like i was like dude drag the water Pantera. drag the water is a fucking dope fucking banger becoming yeah. so good dude i love pantera yeah we was it was cool man like i was lucky enough to be the right age and i saw them the first time in 96 oh that's so cool did you see damage plan too no i did like the, i didn't like, really like damage plan no that, that shit much. was whack as fuck dude yeah. like uh, by the time i hated i still think reinventing the steel sucks yeah it's got some riffs on it don't get me wrong but like phil ruined that record yeah he phoned it in i mean everybody knows he fucking ruined that record and you know they're uh they're touring again oh. uh rex is still i think rex is yeah. like rex and phil are the only like ones but but it's they are such, touring though. it's such a fucking cash grab oh yeah dude uh, but to be honest, if I if someone gave me a tip, I would fucking go. I'd go. I'm not going. It's coming here, and I wouldn't buy. I'm not going to go out of my way to like make it happen. But I would go if someone was like, "You want to go?" It's they. If they would have said that, it's like my fundamental problem with it is if they were like, "It's a tribute to Pantera." Mm -hmm. If you call it like, call it fucking becoming, call it I'm broken, a tribute to Pantera. Yeah, right. I'm cool with it. But you're not fucking Pantera. Zach Wild is not. Dimebag. Oh, that's who's fucking... Charlie Benante is not Vinny. 
Yeah, like, wow. Okay, like I didn't just, know Zach Wild was doing. I didn't know it was Zach Wild. Yeah, it's what is it? Is something fucked no, up? No, no, no. It's just the way you like at this angle, the way on this angle in this chair, you looked like so fucking chill. You were so oh, cool. nice. you're so cool looking. <laughs> Hell yeah, some glasses. Yeah, this is a whole new. This is a whole new vibe for me. We haven't, so we, haven't adep- we haven't uh, talked about the glasses yet, but we can talk about that later. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Well, we got, the the lights fucking bright. Yeah, so we got some some glasses on us. You're the one with the night, the bright light condition, right? For, yeah, for some for some reason, it's really not bothering me. Yeah, hmm. nice. Let me see. Because yeah, mainly it's focused bright. right here in this way. <laughs> yeah, but he's also got that one like directly on him, and that one's <laughs> yeah. kind of just fine. True. It's like True. right here though. Oh, but it's you good, really though. derailed that. You're the one who you called it out. Oh, I saw you giggling. I was like, "What the fuck's he laughing at?" Look at you're yeah. so silly. Look at this, folks. Nick, look at this. How this angle. Uh, oh, dude! You know what else? Yeah, so now, now we're all fucking. Now we're all. You, you're all like fu- Bill. You're sitting like Bill. You're sitting like Bill. <laughs> if only I could lick my pecker. You know. <laughs> if only. Hey, would you? Got, would you got, if you could suck Segment. your own dick, would you suck your own dick? If a guy could suck his dude, own dick, he'd never leave the house. Janice exclaimer on that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> But I'm still kind of, I still think that if you could suck your own dick, it'd feel like sucking a dick rather than getting your dick sucked. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a weird, it's like when you, uh, when you like rub your own hand. Yeah. You know? I don't think, it, I don't think it would be all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> it's like, it's just sensory overload, you know? Yeah. It's like I said. Sensory I'll... overload in your mouth. Ugh. Um. Chloe liked it. Yeah, she did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, earlier I didn't even say it's uh, existent, exist, existential ex- thirst trap. Yep. You should, oh, wait, I want you, you should, to say oh, it. Oh man, yeah, you should just let, you should have let him go on that one. We have all, you've seen our clips. You just gotta let him try and say it. <laughs> let him try it. What does it mean? Existential thirst trap. Uh huh. Okay. What does that mean to you? Country ball can't survive. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it means exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Dude. How long did it take you to write this? Uh, I wrote it all during pandemic. Okay, awesome. This is my third book. Third? Oh shit! What's oh, your first yeah. two? So I have two fictions. I've been writing professionally for twenty years, okay. and then it's my only source of income for the last ten. That's nice. awesome. Uh, but. I have two fiction novels out, and then I've got like twenty-five short stories sold. What kind of what kind of fiction are you into? Like hobbits and dragons, or aliens uh, and sci-fi, or no? I mean, the first one was the first one was a horror story, and it was more like surrealist than it was. It's horror, but it was surreal. It's just something I kind of was going through this weird transitory period in my head of like because I was leaving Chicago and moving to New Orleans in two thousand and eight, and. I uh, it was I was reading a whole bunch of this dude Hiroki Mirakami who's like Japanese Japan's Wait, Jojo? No. No. Okay. Uh, Hiroki what? Hiroki Mirakami. He's like He's he, Japanese? Yeah, you never He's, guessed that, right? Yeah. I thought he was from Philly. <laughs> <laughs> um I'd been reading a bunch of him and stuff and it was this like weird transitory like horror surrealist thing. It was a cool book. It's called In the Arms of Nightmares. It's out of print now. I but, used to smoke pot with Hiroki Hiroki Kuberger. <laughs> <laughs> Hiroki Shiroshima? What was yeah. it? Yeah. Hiroki Mirakami. Yeah, that's what I meant. He tries it until... Hiroki Mirakami. My favorite thing is he'll attempt something until he cannot... He knows he cannot say it properly. And then he just throws in his favorite word that's related to that subject. And this word is related to Japanese culture. And your favorite word was Hiroshima. Yeah. Did I say Hilarious. that? Yeah, you did. Yeah, oh. some generational trauma released in subconsciously. My grandpa was in Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii? Hawaii? He's in Hawaii? <laughs> at the Pearl Harbor? He was there. Was he at the Harbor? Yeah, he, he was, was at, at the Harbor. He was at Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. <laughs> I think that's the name of the new bar down the street on Congress. Yeah. Come down to the Pearl let's Harbor. Make a, let's, make a, yeah, let's make a sushi restaurant called Pearl yeah, Harbor. US, uh, US 571. What was that? What was that was a that badass Matthew, movie, dude. Matthew Mc- UE571. U571. Yeah, and that was then, a badass uh, I, went, movie. I was in elementary school at UE571 in New York. PS571, you mean? Yep. Yep. I'm not even from there, and I know that. You hey, know how why? long did you Recess. live in New Orleans? Five years. Hey, Arnold. Uh, that's one of my favorite places to visit. I've been five times. Yeah, it's, I love it. It's dope. Uh, living there and visiting there are two very different things. Uh, I don't think I could live there. Most people can't. Yeah, it's a lot. 
Yeah, I tell people because people always want to know what it was like to live there, and it, a lot of the book has a lot of New Orleans stories. Where did you live? I lived uptown. I lived in the Treme uh, okay. mostly. I was if I would have stayed, I would have went moved to Mid City. But by the time I left, I was so fucking burned out. I was yeah. so ready to go. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm ready to go after I'm there for three days. It's just like it's a I, lot. It, I've never me, been. It's. It's the most decadent, wild fucking place. I tell people this all the time about New Orleans. You can live there. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You can do whatever you want, and no one's going to be weird about it. The problem is, is whatever you think is weird and fun and cool, so does your neighbor. So, like, that goes with crime and everything else. Nothing works right. Shit is broken. People will mug you. Yeah. I've, I've literally have been through seven shootings. I have seen a dead body. As far as to the door, I've seen all that. I oh, had to pull him. a fucking guy. We were standing on Toulouse Street on Toulouse and Bourbon. I was in town visiting. I'd moved here. I've been here for a decade, and uh, we. I just I knew the I know the fucking thing when you hear see the people running or pop 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 pop, and yeah. I fucking threw my dude into the bar. We were standing in front of uh, it was it's called the dive bar on Toulouse, and I threw him in there, and we shut the doors because everybody knows to fucking dive. Yeah, shut the doors and shut the blinds. Right, and fucking somebody got there's toe smudged and fucking some like six people got shot but i was working on halloween one year and we were doing a private event at the bar and i remember a guy got his fucking brains blowed out and he was literally a corpse on our doorstep with like blood Ugh. and brains everywhere if you opened the door he was right was, there yeah, this right. <laughs> sorry that said crazy cartoon what the fuck so i thought that might apply yeah. as a soundbite and it was not the right one <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's just that place where yeah. that you, that is going to be a part of your equation of living there. You're going to have um, to get used to that shit. Uh, so I, I used to go for my birthday. That was my favorite place to go. And uh, the second year we went, um, I got, so we, we rented this really fucking cool Airbnb, but it's like a dupe. So this half is like where we rented and then there's, it's a duplex and then you share a pool with right. whoever's next door. And the people next door were these really cool, like, just like guys on a bachelor bachelor party right and uh we're so you know you obviously you just kind of start hanging out we're sharing a pool and one of the guys next door so it's probably it's like our third night there maybe second and we hear a knock on the door i was passed out i didn't even know what happened but i found out the next day that this guy's like pounding on the door and my buddy opens the door and this guy is bloody just beaten up his clothes are ripped uh he's bleeding he's got like a lump on his head and he's fucked up on Molly and just drunk and doesn't really know what happened. And, he, and like, come to fight, he, like, thought he was knocking on his door. My friends answered and brought him in and were like, oh, dude. Like, you know, say his name was John. I don't know his name. It was John or whatever. And, like, they bring him in and they cleaned him up. And he didn't have – and then uh, when he sort started to sober up, he was like, yeah, like, we were out. And this couple picked me up and asked me if I wanted to come to a bar. And they were, like, buying me drinks and shit. And he's like, they were like, come get in the car. We'll drive you home. And when they got him in the car, they drove to an ATM, pulled him out of the car, beat the shit out of him, and made him get money out of his ATM. And they just, yeah. they fucking, they got, they made him get money out and then Fuck took yeah. all of his shit. It's called getting rolled. And dude, they, they kicked the shit out of this yeah. guy. I felt so bad for him. That's, and he literally, he's like, yeah, I called my bank. Apparently they hit like five ATMs. And like took, got, I think they took like five grand from him somehow. Yeah, so they took his card and had the pin after. Yeah, yeah. Well, they like watched they, him put it in the first time. They made him they put it in the down. first time, and yeah. they kicked his ass yeah. and just left him. And he was able to find, he found his way back to, and then happened to knock on our door. Yeah, I mean, but it was know. brutal. Like, I mean, they beat the shit out of yeah, this dude, guy. Yeah, it's called yeah. getting rolled. One it was bad. One time I was because you get used. To, like I said, you can party your balls off. No one's gonna cut you off. Right. You can fall asleep at the bar. You can go. Get hookers, blow, and do anything. Tranny, 20, big tranny city. Anything twenty four seven. I remember because like I worked in the quarter, and so my when I lived in New Orleans, I would I worked on Bourbon Street. I was a DJ MC at like one of the biggest bars in the city, and then I was also the editor of the Quarter Rat, and then I was writing for like five different magazines in town, and so I'd get off and I'd go to this bar Flanagan's down on St. Peter and it was open 24 hours, which most bars back then were, I don't like now they're starting to open back up, uh, but I was working. It was like five o'clock in the morning on like a really foggy French quarter night. Like the, the shit that Anne Rice novels are about. Yeah. And I'm on the back streets coming down Royal going towards St. Peter. And, uh, this dude starts following me and like, I'm passing like, 
you know, the bums and like the weirdo artists and like this couple sitting against the door sharing a wine bottle and like next to an art gallery, like really New Orleans shit. Gay and stuff. I noticed this dude's fucking following me and I finally I'm just like, all right. You're I'm, a big guy too. Oh, I know. So like, I was like, all right, because I'm not a fighter though. Like, I can beat the shit out of you. Yeah, but you look, you look like someone that you someone wouldn't want to fuck with. Yeah, and so I finally, like, it was like five o'clock in the morning when I'd gotten off, and I turn around, I'm like, what's up? I was like, are we fucking doing this? Because if you're fucking doing it, let's go. Because unless you got a fucking gun, we're fucking doing it. Yeah. I was like, I'm looking at you. You're not getting at me. He's like, what? I'm just walking. I go, no, you're not, dude. Where are you going? I'm going to Flanagan's. Where are you going? Yeah. And he was like, I ain't going anywhere. I was like, all right, cool. Then I'm going this way. I expect you not to follow yeah, me. Yeah, you go that way. Yeah, and yeah. he fucking, I cut him off. I freaked uh, him out because he was ready to, like, come at me from yeah, behind. You just gotta yeah. be like and that. I fucking put the scare into him, and he, like, took off that way down, like, right. the opposite street. I was like, I'm going to Flanagan's. Where the fuck are you going? Any close calls in Chicago at all? I mean, no. I lived in Chicago well, for, when for you're a couple a local, years, though. and it's not, exactly. I mean, it's not kind of as bad as people say in a lot no, of No, I mean, the thing about Chicago is, like, I'm from a neighborhood called Canaryville, which is like the shameless is based on. And so oh, okay. I'm from that neighborhood. So you knew a lot of Franks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm related to a couple of them too. Yeah. And are you, uh, uh, are you, you have like a big Irish Catholic family? I'm a hundred percent Irish. Yeah. Okay. Like my great grandparents are all from Ireland. Gotcha. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. And, uh, yeah, I, growing up there, you like extraordinarily working class and yeah, blue collar. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't know a Jewish person until I was like in my twenties. I didn't not, meet a Jew till I was 22. Yeah. Everybody I knew was either Irish, Polish, Italian, black or Mexican. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Uh, and now was it, uh, was it like a different, uh, was it Mexican or was it like Puerto Ricans? Mexican. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, I, uh, I grew up with tons of, uh, uh, blacks and Mexicans. Yeah, we were. Sounds bad when I say it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, you liked it always, right? Your best friends, your best friends was a black person and a Mexican uh, person, right? They screwed you, but uh, well, they, they screwed oh, that's the right, alcohol. that's right. Fuck you, Kyle. You <laughs> fuck. He's in. He's in jail. So, Hope you're watching you this you in jail, watch Kyle. Fuck you, fuck, you piece also, of shit. fuck you too, Harvey. You fucker. The two whitest Har- names Harvey, in the world, Harvey Kyle and, Kyle. and Harvey. Carl <laughs> and Harvey. They sold me a bottle of vodka that was water. <laughs> Hilarious. And you gave them the money. Yeah, uh, yeah I yeah, paid for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Cucks. And then they sent me a picture of them with a mask <laughs> drinking it. Because oh. they stole it. <laughs> they were it. like, ha ha, fuck you. I was like, you piece of shit. Man. And what now are, they're both in prison. <laughs> you ever go to the empty bottle? Yeah. I my love friend, the empty bottle so much. My friend I hate Blake, an empty bottle. Yeah. My friend Blake ran it for years. Same. He just yeah. stopped this week. Okay. But yeah, I, I left Chicago when I was 27, and that was 2008. Wow. Okay, yeah. I yeah. go back every... I, I go back for the, um, the month ice of party? July. The, is that the party where they do, right? For what? The ice party or whatever? I don't know. I didn't go to any of that stuff. Like, Yeah, that, that's if you're from there, you probably don't do that stuff. I guess so, yeah, maybe. Yeah, meth parties. Who wants anyway, to go to that? No, I mean, Chicago is the best. I go back uh, pretty frequently. Like, I'll go back in July for the whole month. Me and my kids will go. And so I reconnect with all my friends and family awesome. and stuff. But I haven't lived there in 15 years. Can yeah. you do the accent? What? Because you don't really have one. But it's probably because you let you've been gone for a while. I've been but. gone for a while, and I've been in the South for 15 years. Yeah. But like when I go back, it'll it comes come in. It'll especially come if in. you're drinking or something. Oh yeah. Like if you get me drunk and like some different words will come out. Like I still can, say pop. Yeah. And you know. Can you do the Chicago? Can you do a funny? Can you do a, like a line? Oh, like my dad. He's like, hey, you going to the store? I'm like. Yeah, he's like, let me get you going to get a beef. Give me a beef. I want one with get one. I want a combo. Get some milk when you're out. But milk. if you could do that, it would be awesome. Hey, I got four fucking dollars. Can you go get me? And like my dad's best friend Andy's like, hey Bob, hey, you gonna you gonna you gonna go pick up some beefs? Yeah, you, I want one too. Here's thirty fucking dollars. You get it for everybody. It's all good. We got it. And What's like, a beef? It's Italian beef. It's uh, like a as a sandwich. Yeah, it's so like everybody like equates us with that deep dish pizza shit, but that's tourist uh, yeah, food yeah, that yeah, like yeah. nobody who lives there actually eats. Uh huh. I if do you, love a deep dish, but that's like that's what tourists eat. If you tell yeah. somebody from Chicago, I'm gonna pick up a pizza. It's thin crust, oh, like cut in squares. No, it's oh, like thin squares. crust, gotcha. cut in a, we call it tavern style. Okay. That and it's well done and it's covered with like when you say like I want sausage, there's a shit ton yeah, on there and. Yeah. So you know? it's burnt. It's not burnt, but it's, it's well done. It's yeah, crispy. Yeah. 
but that's it. But like we have the that. The thin crust is good when it's crispy because then it, it doesn't like it doesn't like nothing breaks off that hot cheese and yeah, sauce doesn't fall and fall on your face and burn you. It's just it's nice that way, man. Yeah, what? and that's the thing. And then beefs are like it's an Italian beef. It's like shredded Italian. It's shredded roast beef that's been sitting in an au jus like through like its cooking process. Yeah. And then you pull it out and it's all super wet and soggy and you put it on Italian roll and they you just dip it back in there and it's all juicy and gooey and fucking so amazing. So if I, when I go to Chicago ever, uh, I need to get a beef? Fuck yeah. This, okay. That's the best. Cool. Like a hot dog's great. The Mexican food's great. Uh, How you know, great can a hot dog be? It's fucking a Chicago hot dog. It's the greatest hot dog. Are they dog. big wieners? Yeah, I mean. Or, or is it like, like are they ballpark? Ball, ball, I mean, yeah, they like. I mean, hot dog's more, basically just bologna, right? Is there no, more? No, in Chicago, it's all beef. Okay, because I like, I mean, I like sausage dogs and stuff like that. Yeah, and in Chicago, it's like an all beef hot dog. There's no lips and assholes in it. Is there more wiener than bun? It's about an equidistant relationship. Oh, okay, because I don't like of, when there's more wiener than bun. Yeah, I mean. Really? Yeah. You like skinny hot dogs? I like there to be more bread than, than wiener. Okay. You're so gay. <laughs> we, you're gonna love if you ever come to Rhode Island. We have hot wieners. I think I've told you about them before, but it's just it's. I got of, a hot wiener. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yes, yeah, but that's from the chlamydia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think hot wiener is the name of the podcast. After I leave, <laughs> name of this episode, <laughs> at least. Um, yeah. Uh, do Do you like? Uh, so, do you ever you, you ever been to Boston? No, I haven't actually. He I lived really, there for eight years. Yeah, eight I know. Years, I've gathered yeah, that. Yeah. I worked in the. Show. I was a welder. Yeah, for eleven years. <laughs> No, I really want to. He's wanna... from South Boston, Plymouth. Yeah. Yeah, like, I really <laughs> want to go to. Don't steal my jokes. <laughs> Stopping you from telling them again. <laughs> yeah, I really want to go to Boston. I just, it's one of those places that, like. It's the best. Yeah, I've heard, I I have friends that are from there, and they're like, you would really like Southie, because there's a lot of, like, Chicago, Boston That's what I was, yeah, that's what I was, yeah. And it's, uh, they're very, uh. Oh, it's Boston. And like I like I so in Arkansas, no one like you know how like when you're from like a like Chicago or, or New York or Cal like I don't know about California, because you guys are like, you know. Yeah, but yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> but like in Boston, when I moved there, I was twenty two when I moved to Boston. And that's the first time I met people who go, Oh, I'm first generation Russian. Like I'm my parents are from Russia. Or like uh or like uh, oh my grandparents are from Ireland. Because in Arkansas, no one knows, no one talks about that. Yeah, because nobody, they, nobody leaves their country and goes to Arkansas. That's not true. Because my grandfather's <laughs> from Arkansas. That's how. Oh we, no shit. And we bonded about that. Oh, I must have been drinking. Yeah, no, my grandfather. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. <laughs> when we first met, we talked about this. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, because my grand, like where my grandpa's from, was from, was right outside of Searcy, Arkansas. Okay, that's and that's uh, that's northeast. And where is he from yeah, originally? Yeah. So my so what's wild is out of all four of my great grandparents, only one great grandparent wasn't from Ireland, and so like okay. my entire so, so Ireland's that bad that they wanted to go to Arkansas. It was it hey, was in Arkansas a, is beautiful. Arkansas dude. is beautiful. The people are just retarded. Yeah, Fayetteville's fun. Little Rock can Fayetteville, be fun. Fayetteville rules. Fayetteville's I, fun. I love Fayetteville. Yeah, Little Rock. Uh, that's where because it was only uh, that's it was where like Clinton's 55. from, right? No, he's from Hot Springs. Uh, okay. I have a good Hot Springs story. Yeah, what is it? Let's hear it. When I was a kid, because like we would go vacation because we were working class. Like we didn't vacation. take a real fucking vacation. We'd go to Arkansas, and I actually lived in that's Arkansas. Where I went to my first titty bar. Nice. When I like from two to four years old, my parents had to get out of Dodge. And uh, so for two to four years old, we lived in Arkansas. We lived in a oh, town shit. called Bradford. I don't know that And one. it's right near Possum Grape and fucking, it's White County, Arkansas. Is that south? No, it's it's above. Uh, it's like. Oh, is it near like Jasper and Harrison and shit? No, I don't know. It's, it's I, where the no. KKK headquarters are. No, it's like, it's a half an hour north of Searcy. <laughs> but. Um, I'm serious. Yeah. But we were, when I was a kid, we went to the Hot Springs and I was like two or three years old. And like, this is back in the 80s when you kind of didn't really watch your kids. You just let them roll. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my mom was in the store and this woman goes, hey, is that your little young fella out in the road? And uh, <laughs> or like not in out in the road, like <laughs> out in the road. In the street. And uh, yeah, she was like, yeah, why? Know. He goes, because he's taking a leak in the hot spring. <laughs> <laughs> so I pissed in the hot spring when I was like three years old. Nice. Like, it's not hot enough. Yeah. Let me help it out. <laughs> Yeah, dude, uh, I remember so hot. So, have, have you ever? Have you got? Uh, no, you guys have never been to Hot Springs. It's a cool town. Like, yeah, go there, go there once you know a year. The, you know they're downtown. I haven't been that, there since I was a kid. 
So they have a whole strip in the downtown that are these really neat, like tall, older buildings and old old hotels and shit. And uh, but anyways, there's a a couple of strip clubs there. And did I ever did I ever tell you about the dilapidated mansion where I smoked meth with the with the old lady that used to fuck Billy Bob Thornton? No, I haven't wait, heard. Wait, wait. Have, 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 camera, but I don't know. Yeah. So so there was I went and did uh we were doing hot rails. Uh, and we were, we just like, you just classic, classic meth move. Hot yeah. Rails. Just go, you know what a hot rail is? No, it's where, you, find where out. you make a fat line, a short fat slug of a line of meth. And then you heat up a crack pipe till it's super hot. Janice disclaimer. And you heat it up and then you snort it. And when you come up to breathe, you blow out smoke. It's crazy. And yeah, it bro. gets you super high. So, yeah, because you're inhaling it. So of no, course you you're snort gonna... it and then you blow out smoke. Yeah. But when you snort it. It also goes into your lungs and you're blowing. Oh yeah, it's why. But yeah. how yeah. cool? How, how do you think the first person figured that out? You inhaled that. A scientist. I no, <laughs> not a scientist. Uh, yeah, old uh, Randy down the road. Randy. No. Oh yeah. All I need. All I need to combine with this meth yeah. is heat and I and just breathe it in. I I would have loved to have seen it the first time because you know they were all like, oh. Mason, I think you invented it, and you're like, no. Yeah, that I wish I was that smart. But so anyways, we're hanging out in this dilapidated mansion and you're just high on meth like for like days, right? Yeah. And uh, this lady told me how she used to fuck Billy Bob Thornton. Anyways, she owned a couple strip clubs there in Hot Springs and uh, one, of the, one of the, a couple of the strippers were there and they were just uh, pilferers because you know there's five different types of tweakers. You got like your pilferers, your, your face pickers, your masturbators, uh, oh, so I guess three. Oh, and then you yeah, got you said people. three last time, but I was you know, maybe it is three. Make. Yeah, pilferer, face picker, master Win- Nintendo, Win- window, window Nintendo. Yeah, you got that where they just stare out a window, uh, and then you know, and then like thieves. But pilferers is where <laughs> what's they the difference just, between a pilferer and a thief? Uh, pilferers aren't. Uh, they don't. They don't steal. They're just in your house digging through the closet for no reason, with no goal, no goal in sight. Just you know, no no task at hand. Other than keeping busy, ah. But uh, anyways, that strip club I went to, you could bring your own beer, but they would make you buy uh, a bucket of ice. Yeah, with those we have those here. They're called setup bars. What was that? Don't worry about it. It's trash. <laughs> uh, also, I farted and uh, it smells. Thanks. Thanks for that. Great. Great. Appreciate you. There's a, there's a segue right there. Yeah. <laughs> we got to make sure we do. Uh, a Janice exclaimer on the oh, meth Oh, yeah, stuff. there's two of them, yeah. And like, well, early in this episode, you were like, hey, Janice, this one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what are, we, what are we at right now? Oh, let's see what Just we're at. Just over uh, 40. 48 okay, minutes. Okay, cool, cool. 48 um, minutes. Yeah, do you want to... Uh, man, you've never been arrested. So where can we find your book? Yeah. You can find it on barnesandnoble.com. You can oh. find it on walmart.com, thriftbooks, Amazon, all that shit. Fuck yeah. Nice. Where can we find you on like social media and shit? You can find me on Instagram, literally Robert Dean, and then Robert Dean on uh, Facebook. That's it. I can't, I don't have the emotional bandwidth for TikTok or any of that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I just like, dude, I barely am hanging on to social media. Like, I was, I like, this process has been the hardest. I sincerely appreciate you putting me on. I know every time I see you, I'm like, can I do the podcast? No, it's fine. It's like, oh, I'm glad to do this. Is real, this is really fun. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate you doing it. Like the hardest part about we like, do, like it up for you to make it seem different and cool, you know, a little more chill than at the table. Yeah, you're yeah. the first guest on the, at this setup. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love that fucking sign. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I would just never change that. That's pretty great. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I just didn't want people to think they were getting drink coffee with Nick. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's cool, but what I, like the the problem with like when you do a book is is a comedian can get up and do the work every night. Yeah. With the book is you're asking somebody to make a commitment of their time and their energy to be like, hey man, I'm gonna sit down and actually read this because yeah. I gave away a fuck ton. I gave a, that book away to like every influential person in town I know, <laughs> musician wise, comedy wise everything and you're like hey man uh can i can you help me because it's like you put something out like i put my heart and fucking soul in that there's stories Mm -hmm. about like i suffer from anxiety and depression i'm going through my worst depressive episode of my life right now yeah and the anxiety of like (laughs) (laughs) 
Damn. If, that, if, I could walk, if I could walk around, that would be me like yeah. probably six times a day lately. Sorry, I couldn't help it. But you, did, you weren't able to hear that, were you? Oh, me, oh, it was a sad trombone. It was, it was the wall wall. It was a fucking sad trombone. Yeah. <laughs> but getting uh Hell yeah. getting the opportunity to promote it is like I sent out legitimately 75 fucking books around the country to the New York Times to all this shit because you're like you're just hoping that people give a fuck. Yeah. Cuz it's like look, I, I I've gone viral four times. Like it's like all my places that I write for. It's not like I just was like I'm going to write a book one day. I've been doing it for 20 years. Yeah, right, right. And it's like the one time that you like give of going through a divorce and talking about it without like safety rails on and like it's there's funny shit in there there's yeah. a bunch of wild new orleans stories how many times you've been married just once oh okay yeah same yeah just one time i got two kids with her and we were together for 10 years and you know like that's a whole thing you know like losing that was hard but like i just lost my girlfriend who i was fucking obsessed with mm-hmm. and that sucks and like your girlfriend's after a divorce is a whole different ball game emotionally yeah, right and i haven't even tried that yeah uh, i'm closed for business dude that yeah. seriously <laughs> it's it's tr- like i was in the streets after my divorce i was in the streets but like i met somebody that i was wildly in love with and it didn't work out and like now i am just fucking closed for business right. like i am not that's sh- like it fucking just traumatize me losing her yeah my new wife is comedy yeah yeah I'm just yeah gonna like my that. new my new wife is making sure the book there you fucking go. has its moment because like there are days when like you're like fuck man i gotta beg another person to do a podcast i gotta like try to get a book review and you're like i was laying in bed at 4 30 this morning like if this book doesn't do anything i'm literally just walking away from like everything yeah right and you just get so in your own fucking head of like yeah but you how, gotta continue you gotta keep pressing oh i are know you, I, are you I gonna get do that. an audio version yeah Ooh, i'm gonna do it yeah. I, people have asked me to do it because mason's really wants to lo- know what your book's about no because i love it I love, I, I, love, I love the whole like i read the back of it and i was like i would really enjoy this no there's just people <laughs> if, if like, it was read to me i was like yeah but it's there's there are audio learners, man. That's just the way Dude, some people's just, brains work. When I so if I read this whole book right now, I wouldn't know what happened at the beginning when I got to the end. Yeah, I get. I don't that. retain anything. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm really bad at comprehension. Do, yeah, do you In, find that inter-retainment? If you read two, pa- <laughs> if you read two pages, do you just find that you didn't like you were just glossing over? Yeah, because I don't. I dude, I my it's. I'm my brain is like a, a a bear on a tricycle, just <laughs> just yeah, yeah. but but the song is, but the song is different. I yeah, that's what I, <laughs> I, uh, I can't sleep sometimes because the voices and the music. Dude, is so you said loud. yeah, you said the music is loud in your head it's, when you're sleeping. I can't turn yeah. it down. No, I get that. You have like, that as well. I like I. Uh, I told I told my fifth grade teacher that I heard voices, but it was just me thinking. Oh yeah, like I have a strong inner dialogue, but also, <laughs> well, that's going to be bonus content. We're going to make you take the autism test. <laughs> oh, I'm probably a little retarded. We're going to we're going to make you take it. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, I also have a touch of OCD for sure. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Things you just bo- have intrusive thoughts. Things, yeah, sure. things oh bother. God, I likewise. Like, I, working with Mason's the worst because at Vulcan he'd be like, "All right, man, set up the chairs." And I'm like, "All right, I set up the chairs." And then as I'm setting up the chairs, he's walking behind me, moving them at half an inch and half an inch. I'm just like, "Fuck you!" I'm like, "Fuck Is that you, autism you or OCD? No, that's OCD. That's also attention to detail too. No, I mean, like chairs. No, no, it'd be different, and it would be different if he was moving them. Two inches or more. Yeah. Anything under that mark for how you set up <laughs> chairs at Vulcan? He's just being a fucking asshole hey, or he's you, OCD. You remember last week in the podcast? Do you, uh, did dude, you like you, working you, with me? You set up the you set up the TV and I came. Only it, he saw it, saw it and I moved, and he moved it just a quarter. Oh. He barely moved it. He just had to touch it and he had to be the final say. So this is the position. I wonder if it's actually you even fixing it or if it's more just that you attempted to do it. So in your mind you've quelled that sometimes it is because i I have the thing of where well hunter it's there's a there's that (laughs) tactile need to feel like you've done something because i'm guilty of 
making sure that the garage door is closed. Like I'll get halfway to where I'm going and be like, fuck, did I close the garage door? I've turned around to go make sure I lock the deadbolt. I yeah, to do, I did it yesterday. I remember reading like I forget it was like the Dalai Lama like, little pocket did. book or something of Dalai Lama shit, and it was like Man, just he it, fucked up lately. Yeah, right. I it, suck it, it on tongues. I heard. Yeah, and what sucks is I've been a practicing Buddhist for twenty years. <laughs> I've gone and seen the fucking Dalai Lama, and I'm like, I have no way to defend hey, it this. Turns out he's a Buddhist. Yeah, Buddhist. <laughs> child Buddhist. But anyway, it's just like the child Buddhist. Yeah, it's like you were like, I am turning I the like oven off funny. right now. You know, yes. right? and it says otherwise, like I would leave my Chicago apartment door unlocked. Yeah, yeah, like or I, I leave the keys in the door or something. Crazy. I also yeah. get like so in my own head with everything constantly. Where like if I'm having a bad anxiety day, I shouldn't drive a car because uh, the totally, two accidents yeah. I've been in sure. is because I was I was just not there. Dude, yeah. I had a pan. I almost had a full blown panic attack a few days ago. I got drunk the other night, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I got you know came home. I don't even remember getting home. And then the next day, uh, I couldn't find my wallet. I was like freaking the fuck out, like could not find it. And it was uh, deep into my clothes hamper. Yeah. The good thing you found it. Well, see, because here's the thing. I trust myself so much that I know it's there. I know it's in this house. 100%. That was a good one. Thank you, I literally trust myself. I know myself. Even when I'm drunk, I know that I'm so obsessed with my phone, wallet, keys. Oh, yeah. Phone, wallet, like, keys. Just <laughs> everything. And uh, I remember one time I had like... I had just like, uh, and had like, is that how you say it? That way nope. I don't get in trouble, right? No, no. You should have just said I was giving someone something. So let's maybe we'll figure that out. And uh, I, anyway, point being, I had like, uh, like $600 and I put it in a packaging of like those, you know, those weed cartridges I have. Yeah. So I put it in that box and uh, I couldn't find, I like, I was like, well, I guess I lost that money. Fuck. Couldn't find it. And like two days later, looked in my console of my truck, saw that box, opened it up, and it was there it was. Nice. See, I can't do that. I was one. like, oh, I trust myself so much. When I, I was get- like, I'm not, I'm not going to stop drinking because look at that. Not look at that. That's drinking. how fucking, that's how much cool uh, memory stuff all right. Okay. So nice. Good, I, good ev- use of your your <laughs> linguistic skills. Every hey, day I when love, I go home, I love linguistic pasta. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Every I'll day when I go home, my keys, wallet, cell, like everything has to be right there at the yeah, same place. Same. Everything. Mm-hmm. I can't function if like something. If I just like, oh, my wallet's gonna be here. Like if I, <laughs> they all go. I have like a on our counter. It's I, everything goes in my hats. Yeah. So yeah. like it's all in my hat, everything. Yeah, every day. I'm the same way. If I don't do that, it, I tend to blend the days where it's like, was that three days ago I put that yeah. there, or was that yesterday? I right. like it has to be in it because if yeah. one thing is moving, like the only thing that usually may not be there is my AirPods, mm-hmm. but it's always like knife, AirPods, keys, wallet, and then my cell phone's always you know we're addicted to them, so it's always pod. near me. It's do you guys pod, check yeah. mail? Do you check your mail? Like once Sometimes. every two weeks. I check yeah. mine. <laughs> I, I never check. I check Chad every, brings the mail in. I never check the mail every no. day or every other Does day. Does Chad depending. pay the bills too? No. Okay. Well, no, I, I'm sure you pay oh, it, but oh, man, oh, you mean does he physically take care? Does of he it? take care of it? Yeah. All? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I moved in, he already had everything under yeah, his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I was in Boston, I was in Boston for eight years. When yeah. I was there, you were I, a welder. I, I was the bill guy for eleven. I, I, Bill Hicks, you know. Bill, yeah. <laughs> He's the nice. best. Yeah. Do I know it's fun? Uh, my so back before pandemic, I had a TV production deal and I was gonna do TV and I lost it because of acting. Co- no, like they were gonna. I had with. Um, I was doing a bunch of different stuff. Like I've been on CNN. I did United Shades of America with Camus Bell, and I'd done a bunch of TV shit. I'm doing a TV. I'm doing humble shooting brag. a video. Huh? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're being brag. mean today. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I just. I'm just joshing you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But we were, I, one of the guys that shot all the stuff I did pre-pandemic shot the Bill, Bill Hicks specials. Wow. Oh, He sick. shot like all of it. And he and, knew or, Bill uh, Hicks. No, Revelations. Yeah, Revelations. He, he knew Bill Hicks and like would tell me all these like wild fucking cool stories about him and Steve Ray Vaughan. Like this dude, Tom Taylor, he's a legend in Austin. And uh, anytime I've ever done any video stuff, it's always with Tom. Fuck and he would yeah. tell me, like, he'll tell you the coolest fucking... I wonder if that's the guy that went with Bill to, to the... Uh, 
Thanks for tuning in to High Noon with that wily coyote, Mason Smith. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe on all platforms. We'll see you next week on the Dusty Trail for more hijinks and fun. Yeah. <laughs>